Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. Good morning and welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're with us. If you happen to be new to Talking Money, just a quick reminder, this is not a sales program like virtually all the rest of them are on the radio these days. We're not selling a thing. So we're here to answer your questions. We want to make sure you're informed. And sometimes it's to help keep you from doing something that you shouldn't be doing, not necessarily doing something that you should be doing. We'll try to hit both of those. And as we uh, talk each week on different topics, if you happen to miss a, a show, you can always go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and you can listen. Uh, click on the Listen tab and that'll take you to the recorded shows that we've posted on there. We can only go back about six months. If there's a particular topic you want to hear more about, just send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com and we can send you a link to other uh, programs that we recorded that go past the six month, but compliance won't let us go back any further than six months. So we've got to to stay within the the legal system here as we uh, as we do talking money. So we're here to answer your questions. But before we get to the phone lines, we've got a special guest a special guests with me today, Tim and Martha Van Dam, uh, up from Florida, the Panhandle of Florida, and we're glad to have them with us. Tim is my cousin so we full disclaimer that he's also that they're both uh, clients of now run blue trust formerly planned first and so i thought while they're in town visiting passing through we'd uh, put them to work and get them to share some thoughts about what it's like to be a client because uh, i know some people would automatically say well of course uh, they're they're related to you they're going to want to work with you but how many people listening to me have cousins that you just soon not have them know anything about your finances and especially give you any advice about it so so i'm always uh, honored when uh, when a family member uh, is is willing and and wants uh, to to have help in that so good morning and welcome to we have one microphone they have to share so martha's got the phone microphone now but welcome to both of you Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. It's we great to hear be Tim. here. This is pretty fun. Yeah, so uh, I thought it would be good to first start off and give a little background. So, Martha, you give a little background, really more from an experience standpoint, the places you worked and maybe the kind of education you had, what you're doing now, and then we'll let Tim do that. And then we're going to ask uh, one of my famous questions of, of what kinds of things did you learn growing up about money and who influenced you about those whether they were good or bad so we'll get to that question but the let's give a little little background you guys of course are from from uh nice niceville Ville, florida, florida. Up in the panhandle yeah. kind of between destin and um uh, well near destin between panama city yeah beautiful area Hezbollah. But you like coming up to the mountains of North we Carolina. We love coming up to the mountains and the cool air and the crisp. Mm, love it. Just a little different than, uh, a than Florida. Different. Of course, I was. I grew up in Orlando, which is even more different with the heat, and you don't get any any breeze from the ocean in Orlando. Mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. uh, you just get uh, hurricanes and stuff like that. You guys get them too, but we get them too. Yeah, unfortunately. So a uh, little bit of background. So uh, how did you get? What are you doing? Not what you're doing now, but how did you get to what you're doing now? Yeah, you said educational work yeah, background. Sure. 
around. Sure. So, sure. so um, my first education was I actually was at Auburn Pharmacy School, finished in '82, um, War Eagle. And yeah. then, you, had to, you had to mention had Auburn. To throw it, had to throw it in. So then actually I didn't use that degree and I ended up being a stay-at-home mom for like 22 years. Okay. Some, and I was one of those people that uh, life changes suddenly or over a period of time and it is not what you expected it to be. So I went back to school. But that was a worthwhile occupation. Home, stay-at-home mom. Oh my goodness. Very much worthwhile. Oh my goodness. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Worked, yes. Learned a lot of things. Sure. Worked very, very hard. That's for sure. I was a little offended when people would say, well, you don't work. And I went, oh, 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 oh. Yes, yeah. I do. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. You just don't get paid for <laughs> just it. Just don't get paid yeah. for it. That's right. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look real great on a resume either. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but then somewhere when I was in my late 40s, I went back to school. It was looking pretty much like I was going to need to be on my own. I had three sons. And went back to school in the uh, area of psychology, got a bachelor's degree in psychology, then continued on and got a master's degree in counseling psychology. In the middle of that, I married Tim. And so we've been married for 12 years. But In a week? 12 years in a week? Yes, right. That's right. <laughs> 12 years on the third. That's exactly right. Um, but the, the fun part was learning all that I learned in psychology. That just was fascinating field. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was so exciting to see how it could change, changed my life and could see change so many lives. And then bit by bit began to do the things you have to go through, work through practicum, work through internship, the things that you have to do to get licensed as a psychotherapist in the state of Florida. And how many years ago did I actually, at least about 10 years ago, I actually started my own business, my own practice, little bit by little bit. It grew and grew. Um, it was maybe a little scary, more exciting than scary. It's been fun, fun to see it grow. We mm -hmm. hit spots where I think, oh, I don't know what the next step is. But there's always something really pretty exciting around the corner. And at mm -hmm. this point in time, within the last year or so, I've well, through COVID, my business has absolutely taken off and that's a sad thing it's yeah, wonderful it's for me good and bad because right. before you get more business that means more people have more right, problems that right, you need help with right yeah. the stress of covid the stress of people being inside not being around people not being able to get out and do things they need to do and just the higher anxiety levels um i'm my business is just crammed to the, the gills so now i'm finding ways to expand it in other ways other than just sitting one-on-one -on -one ways that yeah. i can reach more people and it's being incredibly exciting and we want you to share because you've got a, a website so i want the listeners to least hear it because they'll be able to take advantage of it oh. even from here if they want to sure once you get it up and sure, running sure so. sure the begin the, the new part that's just gone live maybe in the last three weeks is living beyond betrayal.com a piece of my work has been working with families where betrayal, infidelity has been a part. You know, yeah. helping women, particularly helping women, deal with uh, the pain and then helping them find healing and grace and joy in life after living through betrayal. That is very exciting and satisfying. Sure. So livingbeyondbetrayal.com. Mm -hmm. so write that now. down. <laughs> write that down. It's live now, and, and, but there'll be more postings as it, as it comes That's along. That's true. And I do have another website that has the, the other piece of what I work on, my work with cancer patients. And that is um, MarthaVanDam.com. Yeah. So, because you're a cancer survivor. Because I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah. And, and okay, I call it a cancer thriver at this point because one mm -hmm. of the things I've learned, I don't know, you get cancer and you find out, you find out, you sort of feel like life's over or maybe I may die. It just feels so serious and heavy. And then you start working through it, living through it, and you realize if you, if you want to, you can still have an amazing life with cancer through treatment after treatment and so now that's another huge goal of mine is to help people find 
satisfying, thrilling, thriving lives during beyond and beyond cancer diagnosis. Yeah, that's right. Okay, very good story. All right, Tim, we've got a couple minutes for the break, but we'll let you get started, then maybe we'll finish after after the break. But Thanks. Uh, give us your background. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I have uh, a peculiar background from, from a, a geographical perspective. I came to this area as an undergraduate from Southern California. So uh, I, I married a Southern gal here, and, and I tell her I'm from the South, but she says that Southern California doesn't really cut it. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't count. count. So yeah. um, I've Everybody tried. listening agrees with that, unless the listening is a point. We have a lot of podcast listeners out in California. Oh, really? So, okay. so they, they might agree with you. Well, yeah. I do. So I do have some West Coast roots, but I found myself in school here in Greenville in the 70s and uh, finished a degree, an undergraduate degree in music, and... Um, thought, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and go on and, and do a graduate degree in music studies. And I received some uh, advice from a former trombone instructor, Ralph Sauer, out on the West Coast. And he said, come back to California and study with me or go to Boston and study with a fellow named Ron Barron in the Boston Symphony. And I thought, well, I've done Southern California. I know what that's about, Boston. And when you're in your 20s, you you, you believe you can pretty much do anything. And so Boston <laughs> sounded good. And so... I spent the next uh, 20 some odd years in the Boston area and uh, <clears throat> uh, quickly realized that uh, there were a lot better musicians than I who were starving. And I thought, hmm, this, uh, this is not uh, working out the, the way I thought it should or could. And so I decided, oh, I'll go back to school. And I had friends that were working on master's degree in business. And, and I thought one had to have a degree in accounting or some business related field. And they said, oh, no, they, the, the MBA programs up in the Northeast, they want diversity. Well, I provided them some diversity. I don't know if they'd ever had an MBA student at Boston University with two degrees in music, but uh, I think that didn't hurt me a bit. I managed to get through and, and spent the next, uh, after finishing that degree, uh, about 32 years in uh, commercial banking, starting out with the Bank of Boston and a, a slew of others, and, and including uh, PNC Bank. But I worked on the commercial lending side. And so uh, I worked around folks that knew about investments so I could talk the language. I had a little bit of ed educational background. But, um, but I realized that uh, that was not my calling to, to manage a stock portfolio. So uh, along uh, life's journey, uh, I managed to find some folks that were better at that sort of thing than I. And uh, we've been very happy to... Uh, to do business with uh, Mike Miller and Plan First, and now Ronald Blue Trust, and and uh, they have been uh, trustworthy in, in every respect. So we're very happy to be uh, have our investments being taken care of by uh, professionals. And while I do speak the language. Um, uh, no one would ever trust me for uh, stock picks. Not today, not yesterday, and no time no, you going do a forward. Good job, Tim. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't downplay yourself too much because I've seen some of your stock picks. But we'll get more to that. It's time for our first break, so we want to get to that, and uh, we're, we'll continue with our conversation and, and ask that famous question about what would you learn about money as you were growing up, and who influenced you about that. When we get back from from this break, so we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust has distinct divisions that work with clients across the wealth spectrum, private wealth, everyday steward, family office, and the professional athlete division. The company's largest division, private wealth, is designed to provide financial guidance for clients with an investable net worth of a million dollars or higher. 
Private wealth advisors can provide advice in many areas, including managing cash flow, growing assets while decreasing debt, overseeing investment portfolios, developing tax-efficient estate and strategic giving plans, and utilizing trust services if needed, all with a big picture in view. The Private Wealth Division has 16 offices across the United States, including Greenville. For more information on Ronald Blue Trust offices and the advisors serving there, please visit ronblue.com. Ronald Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. About 20 minutes after the hour here on Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today. And for the last uh, almost 15 years, been uh, on this airwaves, trying to, to give you uh, live information that, that you can use. And I'd love to, to be able to answer questions for you, but we're going to defer that to probably the second half of the, of the show. We'll see how things go. My special guest, Tim and Martha Van Dam. Uh, Tim's a, uh, a cousin, uh, but also a client of uh, Ronald Blue Trust and Plan First and uh, enjoy working with them professionally and, and, and just love being with them. Uh, my whole family does personally, so it's always great when they come to town and, and spend a couple of days with us. Uh, so that we got some background from them in the first uh, quarter of the program. We want to now uh, shift gears a little bit and, and find out what kind of um, uh, learning lessons they had when they were growing up uh, and whether it's about saving, giving, spending, whatever it is. Uh, and it could be a parent. It could be a first boss. It could be a friend of the family. It, it could be anybody that might have, have given you some uh, kind of influence there as you were growing up. So we'll start, Martha, we'll start with you and say, okay, so you remember back uh, growing up in your teen years, maybe early 20s and so forth and uh, what kind of experiences did you have? I love these kinds of questions where you come up with, how did I come up with where I am now? I mm-hmm. love those kinds of questions. But um, that's really pretty easy to me because my sister and I have laughed about what we understand about money because I say, one of my, you said one of my first memories was when I was a very little girl, like maybe eight or nine. Every time it was um, school year, it was time for school to start. My great aunt would take us shopping, us and a couple of cousins. She would sit and watch us come in and out with different little clothes and decide what we we're going to buy. And one of the things I remember her saying was, if you have to ask how much it is, then you can't afford to buy it. How, how intelligent is that? How great is that for learning how to manage money? So then next come to um, my mother, who's probably the most influential person in my in my life growing okay. up. Okay. Both my parents are still alive, and I live with them both, but still spent more time with my mom. <clears throat> and um, my mother's take on money was that that was something that was not socially polite to talk about yeah so we did not speak about that was more in that era too just that that generation did that absolutely it was just that era and it was the same thing along with my great aunt you just don't talk about money you just don't ask how much it costs i I don't know how they figured out what they could buy and what they couldn't but but (laughs) doesn't make sense does it doesn't (laughs) make sense no it doesn't that just meant that was a reason for not buying anything yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Exactly. But as far as growing up, I never had any training on how to manage money. Now, my mother was incredibly careful with money and she she could mm-hmm. today pull out a book and tell us how much she spent on the electric bill in March of 1964. She has wow. month by month every bill. She's incredibly good at managing money. I never learned one thing from her, except that I saw her doing this stuff with the little notebooks. And so in my adult life, I always felt like I was never good at it. I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And anything that I've learned in the last few decades, 
Um, I've just I've just gotten in there and doggedly figured it out. I've blown it. I've spent money I didn't need to. But then I've carefully found out how can I make this organized? How can I create this a pat something that works for me? And then when I was on my own for about five years, it was incredibly satisfying to me to learn I can do this. I can I can keep the balances. I can figure <laughs> out where the money's going. I can stop spending here. I can save money for that. And actually, at this point, I think I've gotten pretty good at um, at, at setting aside money for specific things and. Pulling money out of my business for taxes so that I have it when it's time for taxes. Boy, that's caused a lot of problem for a lot of business owners that they they don't think about that and then they get in big time trouble. They don't have the money to, to send in, right? And that sometimes goes on for several years. And the IRS finally catches up to them, and then there's a real problem. So sure. good for you to keep and up. Those with all aren't that. small bills. No, no. And then, of mm-hmm. course, in my business, nobody's taking out taxes. So here's your full amount. Yeah. And if you don't pull out something for taxes, hmm, you're going to be in trouble come the end of the year. I really think. I think everyone should go through that that process mm-hmm. at least for a year or two mm-hmm. where they have to take the money out of their paycheck themselves mm-hmm. and then write the check to the government. Mm-hmm. I think this withholding business has made mm-hmm. everybody just kind of immune and callous mm-hmm. toward the, mm-hmm. the tax bill that gets paid because it comes out so easily. Sure. But when you have to write that check once a quarter... Sure. It's real then. Sure. Yeah. And so we I found an online bank that ta- that I have it set up to take money every 2 weeks out of my business account go. and it takes out Good. a significant chunk because I'd rather have a little bit more in that bank account. It's my bank account. It's not sure. the government. Right. I'd rather have a little bit more than come up thousands of dollars short. Okay. So I don't think I got good training. It was not because my parents were remiss. It was because of the society at the time. And um, I'm glad my mother really won't hear this because I wouldn't want her to feel like she'd failed me. But, but um, did you know? Did you ever notice anything about their giving habits, the church, and things like that? Was that something? Was that that a part of their life or not? They did. They did. My mother did write checks to the church, but as far as being known, known exactly how much okay. or how often, I just did not know. Or why do we do this? Or right. is it a good we idea? We just didn't talk about. Okay. Literally, to this, I'm 61 years old. I mentioned this to you earlier. I'm 61 years old to this day. If I'm telling my mother something about an event that just happened, I found a good deal on something, I feel like I have to apologize if I'm saying, oh, mother, I found this. It was it was $200 and I got it for $175. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I'm throwing out money. <laughs> because I still, feel, I still feel awkward <laughs> around her now. Other people know. I've gotten over that. We'll talk money. But now She um, talks some about her money now. I mean, you know about some of her investments. So it's, that's exactly she's true. opened up a little bit. She has. And of course, as she's gotten old, my mother is 80 to be 85 this year. And so she actually is very astute. From her mother, she was handed down a portfolio my grandmother was divorced in 1936, which was so unusual at that time. Mm-hmm. And she had to fight to get out of, of an unsafe marriage. She had to stand up to a judge to get up to an out of an unsafe marriage. And then she went into business with her family. She ended up being a really good businesswoman. So I do believe we pick up little nuances, even if we don't have it s- spelled out to us. We pick up the fabric of what's going on in our background. And I know that that managing money and um, being responsible. I know those are nuances that I picked up, even if it wasn't talked about. Sure, sure. That's great. All right, Tim. So we got about uh, 
three minutes we'll get you started and don't don't feel rushed because we, we have plenty of time after the break we, we we'll get the full story in so what are some things because you were a, a pk like i was i was a, uh, a pk and and people would say what kind of preacher was your dad and i said he was poor we were poor <laughs> i was a poor preacher <laughs> whether he, whether he preached well from the pulpit or not we were poor and I, I really didn't know we were poor. I, I, my brother and I, who is a retired physician, talk about the fact that we didn't have a lot of money, but um, my father ran a, a, a camp uh, ministry in, in Colorado. We grew up in Colorado. And uh, for three or four weeks uh, of the summer, we were, we were at the camp, um, mostly as workers, uh, but sometimes as campers. And so, and then after that, we had family in Michigan and we'd, we'd go to Michigan and stay with family there at a lake, go Lake Michigan. And, uh, we, we had a charmed existence for people with relatively little, little yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, and so we were, we, we, I can, I can relate about to that. all that. <laughs> we talk about that now as, 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 as persons who were poor financially, but blessed in so many different ways. But, um, Mike had asked about uh, our first thoughts about uh, money, and um, people had asked me, "Well, what what are you doing with your uh, allowance?" So I didn't get an allowance. That, that was we we had to do some kind of chore that then earned us some some money, and uh, my folks were very keen on uh, saving and giving. And even before I knew what any of those things were about. Uh, we, I did all of the above and somebody asked me, well, what are you saving for? And I said, a, a pony, like most young lads, I'm saving for, <laughs> well, what, what about college? Well, I'm going to save for the pony so that I can ride to college. I didn't even know what college was. I knew what a pony was. So uh, <laughs> pony never happened, but I did, uh, save up for college and, and, uh, it was never a question of, of if one was going to, to, to further education, it was a matter of where are you going and, and how much do you have saved up and. What's it going to cost when you get there? So that's a that's an early recollection of from my own parents. And another recollection about money is uh, I was at a a place called the Gull Lake Bible Conference in Michigan, yeah. and I was sitting next to an uncle of mine. He had a, a, a accounting background. He was a corporate executive in a publicly traded firm, and the offering plate was passed. And I can't remember how much he threw in, but it was it was you know I was quite duly impressed and and so he he pulled out the same exchange um and said here's here's twenty dollars tim what are you gonna do it i said save it and he said well save that one here's another 20 spend that one all right we'll continue that thought after we get back from the spray continue with talking money in just a few minutes so thanks for joining us we'll be right back Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust has distinct divisions that work with clients across the wealth spectrum. One division is Everyday Steward, which serves clients who are just getting started to those with an investable net worth ranging from $100,000 up to a million. For those desiring objective, biblical principles in their investments, cash flow management, financial planning, which includes retirement, insurance, tax, and estate, and their giving, Ronald Blue Trust's Everyday Steward Advisors can serve as their clients' stewardship coaches, so they can focus on a living a life of purpose. For more information about Everyday Stewart and the other divisions of Ronald Blue Trust, they can be found at ronblue.com. Ronald Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. 
And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today, coming up at about 25 minutes before the hour. So glad you're with us. If you happen to miss the first part of the program, uh, we're visiting with uh, Tim and Martha Van Dam. Tim is my cousin, but he's been a client for a number of years now, pre-Ronald Blue Trust, going back to plan first. And there's there's a lot of other information that, that I want to make sure you're aware of. We're not getting into too many topics today. We may not get into any topics today. We're enjoying this conversation here with Tim and Martha. Uh, but you can always go to listen to the podcast on TalkingMoneyRadio.com. TalkingMoneyRadio.com. We post all these radio shows as podcasts, and you can listen to them pretty much wherever podcasts are played. And you can uh, come up with that. But if you want to listen to it on the website, you can do that as well at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. That's also where you can send questions if you want to ask a question that we can discuss on a future program. Just to send that email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. All right, so Martha, we're going to start with you again. So, um, I think it's it's great to get the female perspective, and we uh, we don't insist, but we strongly encourage when someone's coming to see us, especially for the first time, and but even for reviews, uh, or we may call them previews, when people come in like we did with you uh, two yesterday and had your, your preview in the office and spent a couple hours reviewing different financial planning things that we think uh, you need to work on, um, that it's important for this, the spouse, the, the wife, to come because it's a different perspective. And we had a, a call this past week with a new uh, prospective client. He listens to the radio show, but his, they keep their uh, granddaughter. And so they, it was very hard for them to travel up from Anderson to come see us. So we did a Zoom call. So the initial call was a Zoom call. We got to see both of them, meet both of them. They got to see us, even though we were in different places, uh, the team that talked to them. We still we got to meet them, so that was that was worth it. So we like to hear the female perspective. So just uh, your just your uh, overall first thoughts. Uh, what what made you feel like you you wanted to come to to see me? Plan first, run a blue trust to begin, and 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 as we all know, sometimes we have a an impression of a company or a church or. Um, Many different things, even family life. <laughs> You've seen this uh, family life that once you get inside, you know, under the covers, you see some things are different. So it's always nice to hear someone who actually utilizes the services that we have and and are we doing what we say we were going to do. So that's that's a lot. That's a mouthful, Martha. But go ahead, give me your thoughts. <laughs> but do something with it. My thoughts. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, what I was thinking when you were describing that is, I was thinking that's actually so true. I find that what I am is a little bit hesitant as I'm getting to know people. Mm -hmm. And it may have something to do with like long-term background. It may have something to do with my business, but I don't automatically assume that a person is a nice person or that they have my best interest at heart. I actually tend to assume that they may not have my best interest at heart. A salesperson, a business, I just don't automatically. There's a hidden agenda that that you can't see. Right. Right. And so often later you'll find that hidden agenda. So Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of a little wary. And so obviously I didn't even know who you were until Tim and I were married. Right. And I'm guessing it was not too long after we were married that I met, I met you, met you and your family. And, family. Mm-hmm. and um, so let me throw out this one thing. Let's remember that this is from my psychology background, but one of the most important things, I think that is so important to most women is a sense of security. If you look for women's top three to five needs, security mm-hmm. is going to be one of the biggest ones. Sure our sense of security. And and so what I discovered after getting to know you and was that you are the same person in your work that you are in your home and in your home you are a man of integrity. And so that's what I saw over and over and over again. 
And what most happened? Most people don't get to see me at home. Most people don't get to see that. That's exactly right. And and so so now here I am. This is we're at a different point in our lives. We're mm-hmm. both at a point. We're in our. I'm sixty one. Tim is sixty eight. We're looking at that. Those. St- we understand that at some point in time, one of us will likely be alone unless we die in a plane crash together. Yeah. One of us is going to yeah. be alone. And I said to Tim not too long ago, if anything ever happens to you, and I've got to make sure that all my money is is managed, I'm calling Mike. Because I know I can trust him to have my best interest. Looking at my numbers, he's going to mm-hmm. have my best interest at heart. He's who I would talk to. So mm-hmm. I think my tr- my individual trust in you and in your company and then in your company as it shifted and Ronald Blue Trust became a part of it. My trust in them is has been 100% a factor of knowing you personally. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe you and I trust you. And so when, when you had trust in the things that you've said – I've now I know and it, but I will say it, I probably didn't think that the first until I gave you a little bit of a chance. I, I might not have been frowning at you, but I was I was doing the calculations in my head. Uh, so appreciate the opportunity, the chance that, that uh, didn't turn me off right away. So any any uh, thing from a planning standpoint that you have appreciated um, that we've discussed over the years? Of course, we a lot of it's fresh in your mind. We talked about sure. a ton of stuff yesterday afternoon, and probably sure. too much to get brain overload. But <laughs> but that's part of what we do is in the financial planning side versus just investments is there anything particular that sticks out that wow i I really appreciated that oh absolutely well one of the things you did was you were talking about rearranging exactly how our investments were structured based on our age Mm -hmm. and that's not something i would have known to think about doing Mm -hmm. and there was a couple of you know see i'm having a hard time pulling them all back but tim made the list he wrote down the things that you said and i was so appreciative we said a little bit ago you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and so until someone says it would be wise for you to look at this A, B, and C. It would be wise for you to look at those. We make the list, and we will go home and do those things because we know you are. We know you're right. <laughs> we just didn't know. We didn't know to, to, th- to th- or I didn't know. You may have known. I didn't know to think about them. Yeah. Okay. So very we good. really, I okay. really, really appreciate that. That you're you're not just saying, okay, here's some money. Let's invest it. Let's make some money. You're saying, what's the best for you at this point in time in your life? with the goals that you have for your life you're being very very personal about what our goals are and for children with a, for, with a right. split family we got kids right. from both previous have, marriages and so forth so, and that's which is fairly common these days certainly yeah. it's so complicated i brought the three into the marriage tim brought in one he worked for a number of years making a certain amount of money i'm working we're, we're working different and so how in the world do you divide all of yeah. that talking through it okay great well i appreciate those comments all right so tim uh we've got uh, a good five minutes before the first for the for the last break and we'll see uh we can continue after that like i said we've got plenty of time don't worry about it oh that's uh uh comforting because i always have a lot more to say than um than i plan to say but i would like to back up roll the time frame back a bit probably 10 years or so when i uh as a financial professional was not taking very good care of my finances from a savings perspective. Um, I had worked at, oh my goodness, at least five different commercial banks over a 32 year period of time. And in each case I had participated in the 401k program that was uh, available to me at the time. Didn't take full advantage as as I I probably could have and should have, but I did participate in in each case. case. However, 
when one is a participant in a 401k program, that doesn't necessarily um, mean that all of your funds or savings are in one place. In my case, there were in five or six different places. I didn't know what I had where. I would get these statements Mm -hmm. and I knew I had some funds, uh, what they were invested in, I wasn't really sure, in bank A, bank B, and and so on and so forth. And about 10 years ago, I thought, you know what, this is nuts. I really need to start consolidating, putting everything in one place with one with one professional entity to make some sense out of this. And uh, it was just real obvious to me that Plan First and Mike Miller, my cousin, was the right place for me to start doing this. Um, and uh, it, I was probably late 50s at the time. Uh, when I right. when I started doing this, I don't recommend that that folks in the listening audience wait that long. Um, <laughs> starting a little earlier might be prudent. However, that's that was my story, and so we started pulling those pieces of the puzzle together. And the staff at Plan First was awesome, um, and and pulling money from a variety of different places is a, a bit of an arduous task. It involves a lot of communication. And while we live uh, 400 miles or whatever it is away from here in the panhandle of Florida, I could always pick up the phone and talk to somebody, talk to a live person. Adam, Adam was Adam Kleinfelter main, was our main guy to start with, and he was great. I could always reach him. He's always busy, which is a good sign, but he always got back to me. And um, we managed to pull together uh, uh, 401k uh, funds from a variety of places, and I think I don't think we missed a penny. We got it all together, and then we said, "Okay, now what?" <laughs> so that was a that was a challenge in and of itself, and it's been a, a wonderful journey. Uh, and uh, Mike's uh, got a, an awesome team over there of folks that are available to uh, you know ordinary folks like uh, the Van Dams uh, that needed some help. Mm-hmm. And now we've we've got. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, our resources in one place and uh, we're still trying to uh, massage and and manage all of those those moving parts and with uh, with good advice we think we're on the right track well those are kind words we appreciate those from from both of you and it's uh um comments that we hear uh, quite often that um from clients that that they appreciate what they get uh from plan first and i think and, and ronald blue trust and one of the things that was very um, seamless in moving to Ronald Blue Trust was the emphasis on financial planning was as strong there as it was at Plan First. And with so many firms, financial planning is not the main thing. So yesterday when we met, um, I don't know how much time we spent on investments versus everything else. But investments was not a real big part of it. There were so many other things that, that we needed to discuss on the estate planning side, tax planning, a lot of things that that because of your unique situation and everybody's got a unique situation and that's where it makes my job very interesting uh it's not the same thing with every person every couple that you talk to there's something different in there uh and i've got some other stories that we'll share about that and especially next week i'm going to talk more about beneficiaries how to name beneficiaries we had some of this discussion with uh, you guys yesterday uh, when you've got the split families and i've had several single uh, ladies who have no family uh, no, none of their own family. We get that brothers, sisters, and 
nieces, nephews, that kind of thing. Where do you want that money to go? So we're going to talk a lot about that next week. But we'll wrap up with a few conversations, a few questions for you guys. When we get back, we'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust has distinct divisions that work with clients across the wealth spectrum, private wealth, everyday steward, family office, and the professional athlete division. The company's largest division, private wealth, is designed to provide financial guidance for clients with an investable net worth of a million dollars or higher. Private wealth advisors can provide advice in many areas, including managing cash flow, growing assets while decreasing debt, overseeing investment portfolios, developing tax-efficient estate and strategic giving plans, and utilizing trust services if needed, all with a big picture in view. The Private Wealth Division has 16 offices across the United States, including Greenville. For more information on Ronald Blue Trust offices and the advisors serving there, please visit ronblue.com. Ronald Blue Trust is a trademark used by Thrivent Trust Company and Thrivent Trust Company of Tennessee Incorporated, separate affiliated entities. Now back to Talking Money. And if you want to get a question in that uh, just in general, if you want to get that question in for future programs for Talking Money, go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and uh, click on the, the Ask Mike a Question or send me an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com and that'll give me the question and I'll research it. I may need to call you back or email you back to get further clarification on the question, but I'll certainly do what I can to answer that question either um, immediately or we'll answer it at a future program so did get a question uh from a listener yesterday day before i think about bond funds indexes and laddering bonds and so forth so i know he's a regular listener he's probably listening now so we'll we'll probably answer that uh maybe at a future program fairly detailed question and we'll get to it just haven't had a chance to to review it completely yet but uh, talking with Tim and Martha Van Dam, just getting uh, their background, and it's been a, it's been a fascinating uh, show to listen to the stories and so forth. So I want you, to, if you if you have not been listening, you just tuned in. Make sure you go back to talkingmoneyradio.com. So we're wrapping up some of the discussion about uh, what benefits you saw in coming to work uh, with uh, my team at Plan First now Ronald Blue Trust, and you've had some recent experience with Philip, who Philip Cook, who's a a new uh, client service associate with us. He's been with us about a year and a half. We had a lot of experience coming up to when he joined us, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to to bring him on our team. So just explain uh, your experience there, Tim. I'm just uh, mentioning to Mike that uh, recently uh, we were up against a, a hard um, <clears throat> deadline with respect to making a, a contribution uh, to our Roth accounts. And uh, Martha and I, uh, Roth accounts are, are are managed separately and we'd put some funds in a in a Roth account at a local bank down in Florida and uh, thought that it would be very easy to get them convince them to transfer our funds from the uh, from the retail bank in Florida um, up here to uh, to Ronald Blue Trust and our client servicing person is Philip Cook and uh, I had no idea that it was uh, that our bank was going to make it a difficult process, but <laughs> Philip was uh, a very uh, diligent and uh, he persevered. Uh, and sometimes these operational issues that are handled behind the scenes um, may not get all of the uh, attention elsewhere, but without his persistence and his kindness to the folks 
on the other end, I think we we probably would not have come up with the right answer. But uh, um, hats off to Philip and his uh, efforts on our behalf, and we did get those funds transferred with his assistance. So I wanted to get a little shout out for good, Philip. Good. Uh, yeah, Philip and Adam both are uh, two people that seem unflappable. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like they can be rattled. Now, Adam, I'll sh- do a shout out to Adam. Just doesn't seem like he'd be rattled with with kids or with issues. He and Philip both with issues that come up with and with banks because you know we get a lot of different irate people that um, at and not not clients but necessarily but I'm talking about at other financial institutions uh, and it seems to be more the Northeast ones too. Uh, and you may remember that from just living up the Northeast in the Boston area. Uh, Twenty years experience up there. Uh, one one quick thing. I I think it's a function of the era in which we live of uh, calling and uh, getting some sort of uh, non-human answering service. <laughs> and it, they'll, they'll give you a laundry list of uh, of menu options, none of which is of any concern to the caller whatsoever. And I always appreciate the fact that when I call uh, Ronald Blue Trust, the Greenville office, I always get a real person somebody, yeah. and and somebody who can actually give me the answer to the question that I am posing. So, uh, great That's job. That's great. And, and uh, every now and then, some people I'm sure have called and gotten, because all the phone lines are busy and whatever, you might get a, a machine that says, hey, look, we're just, we just, there's only so many phone lines that people are calling in. I, I don't know is if it's been as much of a problem. We have a new phone system where uh, somebody can call their advisory team. We have five teams in our office. So they can call their advisory team directly. So you can call Adam and and Philip directly. You don't have to go through the main switchboard, as it were. As it were, it's no, that 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 dates me probably saying switchboard. Uh, no such thing anymore. But uh, going through the main system, you don't have to have a receptionist answer the phone and, and transfer you over there. Um, but so that helps keep it that way. But yeah, we don't want people to to uh, get a machine with a long list of uh, menu items. We also um, want every uh, person that calls in to be called back within 24 hours. And I think you probably experienced it's been much sooner than 24 hours, but that's the latest would be by the next day. Uh, and, and try to set that expectation up so that uh, it's reasonable. Because uh, I, I remember, and this was um, a sad story, but we have a new client that moved down from, Somewhere up north, it was more Midwest, so Indiana or someplace like that. And she had an advisor up there. And the reason she came to us, because she called to get some money transferred out of her account up there. And never heard back and didn't know what was going on. So called back, I don't know how many days or weeks later, and said, what's going on? I never got the money. Well, the advisor had passed away. And, and nobody told her. Nobody knew it. Nobody else was there to pick up the slack and and actually uh, make that transaction happen it just didn't happen it fell through the cracks completely uh and so when you have that kind of situation it makes you appreciate okay there's there's a lot of sole practitioners out there and 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 that's fine that's how we started with leon and myself we were we were duo we weren't sole but it's still very small practice and you have very little support staff, but uh, it's nice when you get to the point where you have other people so that if for some reason you'd called to ask for a some money from Adam and then he leaves because he's having a baby, all right, is, is it going to happen or not going to happen? So, well, notes are made, things are passed around the office so that Philip knows and they know to tell me or, or tell their private wealth advisor, here's what's going on, or another team can make up 
for the lack of the slack that they have because they are unavoidably detained. Not They're not trying to not call back, but that just happens. So having a team like that, so I appreciate uh, you having that experience, having a positive experience and too. So uh, yeah, we just got like two minutes left, so I don't have time to cover any other real topics and all the things that I've been advertising this week that we were going to cover, I didn't really think about Tim and Martha coming on board. So if you happen to hear some things we were talking about, like IRA, things you want to, to do near, near year end, uh, we'll cover those next week. Although I've got uh, new topics to cover next week. We'll, we'll eventually get to all these things. You're just going to have to stay tuned to Talking Money so you can hear uh, as we uh, discuss all these different topics. And, of course, your questions always can come to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and you click on the Ask Mike a Question or send that email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Any final thoughts from either one of you about uh, the experiences or just enjoying the weather in, uh, in Greenville? It's it's a it's great, been it's a it's great, great week place. to be in the mountains, right? <laughs> we uh, we like to be in the in the mountains, a little higher elevation than Greenville, but uh, always uh, um, look forward to to coming through Greenville. We uh, have some experience as an undergraduate at uh, Bob Jones University, and always good to see those folks where I got a fine education. Yeah, uh, that's great. So um, just as I always remind you that because many people listen to this show as a podcast, uh, so you don't have the opportunity to call in live with a question, uh, you can always uh, call me at the office, 800-588-7526. So 7526 is PLAN, so it's easy to remember, P-L-A-N. So 800-588-7526, and you can leave word even even during the, the weekend if you have a question or you think that maybe we might be a good fit for you, we want to have that conversation first. We don't want to just assume somebody that we'd be a good fit for somebody. So we look forward for those phone calls. So have a great week. We'll talk to you next week on the next Talking Money. Talking Money.